y'all don't even understand the knowledge that you are about to get. I mean, when it comes to Facebook groups, I thought I had it dialed in. This is my friend, April Franks, and she's just like the most legit new friend that I am so excited to get to know. I'm so excited to get to know her because just very, very comfortable with people who are very, very comfortable with themselves. And especially when you have a friend who loves, who geeks out on stuff like this, like how to serve and build a community using free tools like Facebook groups. And there's so much I did not know. And I've been telling her, I got to get you on the show. Like she's like, Shaleen, you need to spend a lot more time with your Facebook groups. And rather than picking her brain on the phone with her, I said, let's get you on the podcast and let's do this for my whole community. You guys, there have been a ton of changes with Facebook groups that I just have not been taken advantage of. I just never had somebody break it down in this way. I thought it was going to be a lot more work than it is. And after this interview, I'm definitely going to change my strategy. So April, April is, I love her story because first of all, incredibly successful woman, totally herself, completely authentic. But part of her story is she's a high school dropout who basically had a full-time job. And when she was fired from, quote, her dream job, she likes to think of it as she got her promotion into entrepreneurship. She is the creator of the Master Business Coach Strategic Profit Catalyst. Woo, that's hard to say. And she's an author. April is the brainchild of several highly engaged, really successful brands including Coach, Speak, and Serve, which is a consulting firm. It helps modern-day authors, speakers, and coaches to create profitable brands. Follow her on Instagram because then you'll see exactly what she's doing, and and it's some pretty cool stuff. She's very female-focused when it comes to building businesses and tribes. She has established herself as a a go-to expert when it comes to building a purpose-driven brand, especially for women who want to take their business to the higher plane to really understand what it means to reap the rewards of higher profits. And where we totally align is neither of us are into the hustle. Like that's one thing we completely bond over. With her CSS, which stands for Coach, Speak, and Serve, April has pretty much revolutionized the concept of building community. And that's why I invited her here to share her Facebook group strategies with us today. Without further ado, April. When did you like really discover like, oh, dang, this works? Thanks for having me. First of all, Shalene, I discovered Facebook groups really seven years ago, and they have just gotten stronger and stronger and just an amazing leverage point for entrepreneurs building brands and tribes online. I feel like I'm a little late to the game, so I'm really happy to, first of all, have our friendship and then also to be able to share your wisdom with our you know, audience today. I specifically asked if you could help those of us who, you know, maybe we've got Facebook groups or we're on Facebook, but we haven't thought about it strategically. Like, how do I do that with a Facebook group? Yeah. So, wow, there's so much that I can say about that. So I'm Mm -hmm. going to give the audience here some really good nitty gritty stuff. So make sure that you're ready to write these things down. One of the first things really, Shalene, is people understanding that, And this is how I operate. My Facebook group is a part of the business. It's a part of the client journey. It's a part of Mm. our operation manual. It is a part of how we do business. Because the majority 
98%, I'll say that again, 98% of our clients do come from our online community. I view it, Shaleen, like it is the front door of a business. So if we were, mm-hmm. you know, on 123 Main Street, that's basically the front door. And when I enter in that community or my staff or our team enters in that community, we're opening that door. We're saying hello. We're checking in on people. We're asking people, do they need help? And so that's the first thing is really shifting your mindset about what the group's purpose for your business is. I'm glad you said that because as soon as you said that, for me, I had an eye-opening realization that I've been using Facebook groups to serve my customer once they become a customer. I haven't thought of it as like, that's where I could build a community. And in that community, I could find the best lifers or customers or whatever you want to call it. So I've kind of been doing it the reverse, I guess. Yeah. I think a lot of people do do it in the reverse, which is okay, right? Utilizing it if someone purchases a product or a program from you, and then, you know, there's kind of this place where they can commune, but just imagine if there was a place that all the people that were interested or a good percentage of those people that were interested in your subject matter where they can hang out. And, Mm. you know, another way that I look at this is before we get to the teaching points is I Mm. look at it as it takes the stress off of you, the leader, right? Off of me, the leader, when when your tribe is communicating with each other, when they're connecting with each other, when there's leaders that rise up from your tribe, because you've created an environment that they can do so. So that way, every question you don't have to answer, every comment you don't have to respond to because you have a community that's there for you. How do we handle it if we're kind of a control freak and we're worried about, well, I guess we'll get into like how to manage one of these groups. So let me back it up and ask an earlier question that came to mind, which is, am I creating a free community? Is that the first place I should start? You know, number Mm -hmm. one, when you think about the community you want to create, you know, you want to make sure that your business objectives as a CEO the goals that you have for your online group are aligned, you know, meaning it's like I said earlier, it's very much a part of the business. It's not just some, you know, secondary thing that I'm thinking about where that's kind of home base. So the answer is yes, right? I think if you don't have a group already, you can create one. And if you do have one that needs some CPR, then you can revive mm-hmm. it, you know, much like a, a relationship, right? You know, when you have, mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship with someone, you know, things may fizzle and you want to revive it. You don't want to get rid of it necessarily. If you still like the guy, you know, you want to revive it. If you don't like him and things have changed, <laughs> then we can get rid of the group. Okay. That makes sense. I love that analogy. So if I've formed a group in the past for, let's say new moms, and now my kids are in their 20s. And that's not aligned with my current business objectives. Let that Facebook group fizzle. But you're suggesting that I do think about, okay, what is the niche? What is the objective? What is the problem that my brand solves? And then creating a community around that niche or idea? Absolutely. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, why not create it? Because then that's a central place of communication where you can see what's happening. Email is great. I love email, but I don't know what my people are thinking or feeling or what they look like mm. on the email you know, and they can't communicate with each other from the email list either. So just really quickly, when you're number one, when you're aligning your business objectives with your group goals, make sure you know what your business objectives are, right? So even Mm. just think about, Shaleen, even they can think about in the short term over the next 90 days, like what are your top one to three business objectives? And then how can we align that with the goals inside of your community? 
when I go to set up a group, am I setting up a private group? Is this a public group? Like, are there any suggestions you have in terms of setup? Oh my goodness. Now, this is a really juicy one. And there's a couple of different points to this in regards to setup and management or even cleanup of your group. And that is, okay. and I'm so glad we're having this now conversation because so much has changed with Facebook groups. So private, it used to be the settings used to be uh, public, private, or hidden. That's gone. Now it's either public or private. So okay. public simply means that everyone can see who's in the group. They can see what's being posted and they can see that the group is a group. Private means no one can see those things, right? And so people would end up there privately if you sent them via a vanity URL or you shared your group, you know, outside of your group for people to join. You know, people click the specific link for your group or you were running ads to the group. That's how people would find out if it was private. And both are right. It's just what's most advantageous for you. For some Mm. topics, for example, it could be a domestic violence support group. That group, would you would want that group to be private. If I'm setting it up as a public group, can anyone join or can I still set up the rule where I have to approve them? There are still, so there are rules and settings that you can set up to protect the integrity oh, of your group. I had no idea. Well, before, see, it was a little different. And so they've changed. And, and like I said, in 2018, Mark Zuckerberg promised that Facebook groups were going to be at the top of their priority list, and they definitely have been. They have consistently been adding amazing features in order for you and I and all of the leaders listening to monetize and better target and connect with our tribes via these groups. I know you said that it it kind of depends, but is there a general rule of thumb? Like, do you generally set yours up to be public? Generally, they're private because the majority I administer, we have about 20 groups and we have one Mm. primary group and then about 20 groups for other product services and events and things that we have going on. So primarily, the majority of my groups are private and we are now with these new updates. Facebook just did a new update. We're going to change the group to a public group and still have the parameters of the privacy. I don't mind because I'm in business. I want more of my ideal clients to find me. So I don't mind that they get to see the content. So as long as I can, there's a gate and there's that protection and we can maintain the integrity of the group, then we'll go public. Okay. So the gate, as I understand it, is I still, there's a a way to set up the settings or the management of the group where I still can accept people, even though it's a public group. But am I clear in understanding with this new change, if somebody wanted to see like what I'm posting in that group, they could see it without even being a member? Correct. But they wouldn't be able to post. Correct. Got it. Okay, cool. You have 20 groups. So before we get to our next tip, I would want to know, are all 20 of these groups, like that feels like 20 children. Are they all active? (laughs) Do I have to breastfeed every one of these groups? Probably the top five or six are breastfed and the other ones are just just on residual when something is happening for that specific thing. You know, so if we run a contest or a challenge or maybe a group for that, and then we may archive it. If there's something for a live event that's time sensitive, that will be active during that period. And then we may archive it and then it may be revived the next year, for example. What does that mean to archive a group? Archiving a group simply means that no one can post new content, but they can still access Mm. what has been previously posted, but they can't, you can't add new people. It's just there and it's saved and it doesn't populate you know, new content, the algorithm, you know, isn't really friendly to it. It's just there to kind of 
preserve what was there when things were active. What do you mean? I've heard you say a couple of times already, like you might want to clean up a group. So what does that mean? Yeah, cleaning up a group really is still, and we're still in this number two section. And really it mm-hmm. just means uh, going through your settings, making sure things that you're in the know of mm-hmm. what new is happening. Because sometimes you click on Facebook and, you know, voila, you know, there's a new <laughs> tool or a new something. So just cleaning that up, making sure that your description is correct and that the settings are accurate based again on that number one thing, which are your business objectives. So yeah, that's what the cleanup means, you know, and then also, Shaleen, something people probably don't know, but in your group, you actually have Facebook support directly in your group. There's so many amazing tools in the setup section. It's amazing. Okay. So I just need to go look at and spend some time at my settings. Absolutely. There's a ton of things just walking through the settings, spend maybe 20 minutes just walking through the settings and just to see like, wow, I could do this. I could do that. I have the option to toggle this function or that function. It really does make a difference. When you're doing your group setup, do you give people kind of like the rules of the group? Absolutely. And Facebook has actually made this easier. So you can actually select those rules. You can customize rules. There's default rules that you can do. People have to kind of click that they accept the rules when they join your group, which makes it much easier than before when they only had the questions before they created that function. So absolutely, you should definitely have some parameters, guidelines, rules to live by, if you will, for your community. So don't make the rules sound like rules, but they're still rules. Okay. Don't make them sound like rules. Okay. Yeah, I guess you don't want to be a rule monger. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break from Facebook to talk about Instagram. I know many of you have been asking about when Brock and I will be doing another five-day Instagram growth boot camp. And I'm excited to tell you, depending on when you're listening to this, we'll be doing another one in just a few weeks. So please be sure to double check and see if you've heard this episode in time so you can get on the wait list and join us for our next five-day Instagram growth boot camp. So here's what we're going to cover. We're going to teach you how to remake your Instagram bio. It is like your billboard and people are screaming down the highway at 100 miles per hour. If you don't get your Instagram bio right, you miss that opportunity. We're going to teach you how to build engagement, what to post, when to post, how to use hashtags. There's a whole new hashtag strategy now on Instagram and most people are using the old strategy and it doesn't work. You haven't been shadow banned. You're just using an old technique. We're going to teach you that and how to use all of the newest, latest ways to hack the Instagram. I shouldn't say hack, to take advantage of. How about that? The Instagram algorithm. It is not a free challenge because we're not looking for freebie people. We're looking for people like you who are very serious about this. You're not using Instagram to get popular. You're using Instagram because You have a message, you have a purpose, you have a product, you have a service, something you want to sell, and you want to monetize your efforts. If that's you, this is the challenge for you. Go to 5daygrowth.com. Again, it's 5, the number 5, 5daygrowth.com, and let us help you grow your Instagram with real, legitimate followers and make life so much easier for you. All right, back to April and Facebook groups. So when I think about the struggles I personally have had with Facebook groups, okay, so two things, the struggles I've had being in Facebook groups, and then the struggles I've encountered, I guess it would be hosting or monitoring or whatever you want to call it, managing a Facebook group. So let me talk first about 
the things I don't like when I'm in a Facebook group. I can't stand it when I'm in a Facebook group for value and the group is just overtaken with like two or three people who it is their freaking life and they (laughs) need a life and they spend their whole day there. They answer every question. They post these really long, you know, chaotic posts have nothing to do with the group. And I get really frustrated because I'm like, I don't have time to read through this person's, I'm sorry that your cat went to the vet last week, but like, I I don't have time for it. So that's my frustration as a customer, which is led me to oftentimes when I create my own Facebook groups for our customers, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to let anybody post. I'm going to do all the posting. And then the people who are in the group can respond to that post. But then I've heard a lot of people say, no, 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 no. You got to let the group take on a life of its own. So which is it? Well, again, you know, everything goes back to your objective and the vibe of your brand, which we'll talk about shortly. So Mm -hmm. I recommend my number three tip would be to have a moderator or what I call a wingman or woman, right? Someone who is there to actually moderate the group, because what you're describing in that first example, you know, you go into a group and they're just promoting and it's like nonsense. It's because the leader isn't leading and you don't want to be a person that has a community and it's just gone rogue, right? I mean, there's so many instances in our real life where we can see when leadership goes rogue and it's like, you don't want that. You want to be able to loosely control what's happening and make sure that the integrity is maintained for the reason why you created the group anyway, and for the people that enjoy it there. So make sure that you're definitely looking at moderators. And and I know people are like, oh my gosh, where am I going to find a moderator? Do I pay them? Do I do this? And the first thing I would say is pay attention to who's expressed interest in your brand that's already a part of your tribe, maybe on another platform or even in an existing group that you may have, because you can definitely connect with them and see if moderating is something that they will be interested in. Some people, Shalene, are natural moderators, right? It's kind of like the grammar police. Like you don't ask them to do it. They just will tell you. (laughs) They can't help it. (laughs) That you've got a typo on your website, right? So it's like, identify those star people. Okay. And then do you suggest which format? Like, do I let people come up with the topics and post themselves? Do I? No. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. It's all about leadership. (laughs) What we do is we give roles. So for example, one of our products that we have is an academy and what we do in it, we have four moderators and each of them has a role. One of them is the welcome person. One is Mm -hmm. the accountability moderator. One is the comment moderator, right? One is the encourager. So we have all these different things and then they pop in and out throughout the day. And there for us, we've only asked them 15 minutes of your day to spend in the community on content that we've already curated. Now, what we've done recently is we've asked them who our clients are all clients who love the brand and great results with our product. And so now they have created their own content that I've approved. And And so content that's aligned with the purpose of that specific community. So That's another way, right? It gets them out there. We highlight the moderators. We have a post once a week highlighting a moderator and kind of what they're up to so that people don't just look for Shalene or just look for April, but they're also like, where's so-and-so? Like I was, you know, because there's alignment there with, you know, different people in your tribe and you want them to be connected to the moderator because you want your audience to respect 
the moderator. So they should have a voice as well. That's an amazing concept. You are also elevating from within your community that, which sends a subliminal message to people who are also within the community. Wow. When I connect, when I support, when I'm here as not just a student, but as a member, as someone who supports and elevates other, I'm going to get noticed. And this is a way for me to stay connected, to be you know, plugged in to April's community. And when I'm plugged into April's community, good things happen. It's a cool subliminal. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. Okay. I'm loving this. And yeah, just 15 minutes a day. I never thought about dividing the role of your moderators because you're right. Some people are natural, you know, welcome committees and some people are more natural at encouraging. Absolutely. Yeah. And it makes a difference, right? Because And then, you know, and what we did with our moderators was we had a meeting. We posted in the community. We said, who's interested? This is what we're doing. We had a Zoom call. We met. People shared like their ideas and what they would love to see. And then we let those individuals lead those areas. So that way it wasn't like a job. It was just fun. And they were kind of doing their own thing, you know, and we encouraged them. Right. And so there's a point person on our team for the moderators. But yeah, just making it fun and easy and light and and making sure that you're highlighting them. Oh, and then this other thing before we move on to the next. Yes, yes. I'm note taking because I'm (laughs) I'm going to when we're we're done with this interview, I have a whole list of things that we're going to do as a team because this is powerful. I love it. So what we did was one of the benefits to them being a moderator, I was like, okay, what do our clients need? Because again, these are clients. They want time with me. So twice Mm -hmm. a year we do a. 30 to 45 minute one-on-one session with the moderators. Oh, wow. So, I mean, seriously, right? We, I get to answer their questions individually, see kind of what they're up to. And it's just such added value to what they're doing. And it shows that we also care about them. So, yes. so whatever your thing is, right? As you're listening, just find a way because there is a way. There is something that your people are wanting from you. And there's something that they want to contribute. People want to be a part of community. They want to be a part of a group and something that they're passionate about. We just have to find a way to make it work for the both of us. Do you have any recommendations on how often we should be posting content so that, you know, it feels like there's a value to this group? You know, like we know, generally speaking, you should be posting at least once a day to your Instagram feed. Is there a rule of thumb when it comes to how much you should be posting inside a Facebook group so that it doesn't become overwhelming, yet it's still a place where people they think of for value? First of all, I love that question. And here's what I think in regards to the content, right? I call it like, what is the best-ish content? What could be the possible (laughs) best content that you can share? And I think that at least daily. And because you have to think about this, right? And then oh, he, I feel bad. And, okay. Yeah. And then wow. and here's the truth. Here's here's okay. our truth for our community. We post three times a day. <gasps> yeah, we do. I need to step up my <laughs> game. Well, let me tell you why though. So we post three times a day. So we do the different types of content. So we typically have a question of the day. The question is okay. always connected to what the theme of what's happening is. So for example, if I have a Facebook group training coming up, then the questions are going to be around Facebook groups. If we're teaching around growing whatever email list or launching a product, then the questions are going to be from that because the responses I want to help us create a better product for whatever we're going to be selling or offering next. And so there's always a question of the day. And then there's always a something motivational or some thoughts 
And then we can share a piece of content, a how-to or article or something to that effect. So, and the reason we do this is because the community is a community. It is active. And if you go into any community and you get up from your desk, you drive, you know, through your community, things are going on all the time. Things are happening all the time. And so I look at it, I look at it just like if, what if we weren't online? You know, Mm -hmm. is only breakfast being served at this place or is there something popping all day long? You know, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how we look at it. So we have an amazing content plan. One of our team members handles the content for that community. And we, you know, go through and we strategize on that content and then we schedule it and it just makes things simple. Okay. So I assume you have Facebook groups that are only for people who are your high-level coaching clients, people who are a part of your launch program. And those are paid customers. Those are paying clients. And they're going to be in a specific Facebook group. And then there's, I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, there's probably a bigger Facebook group that's just like, you know, for everybody. And we're talking about all the things. Okay. So are you applying that same strategy to all these groups? Oh, great distinction. No. So only... The bigger group where people, because again, the whole point of our business and all of our businesses is to create the like, no trust factor. And so people can choose you. Right. And so in the bigger group, there's almost 20,000 people in our larger group. Okay. And in that group is where we have the majority of the content because those individuals haven't necessarily gone through the process into becoming a client. And so as they move into the client groups, the communications in the group are less because the content they've purchased is the majority of our connection. Good to know. Okay. This is super helpful. This is what I was hoping you would say. So in those groups where it's high level, the real meat of the course is in the course, not in the Facebook group. How often generally are you posting in those high level groups? Several times a week still. And we still schedule reminders. We still schedule check-ins. We schedule you know, we still schedule content. So things still go on. And I would say probably three or four times a week. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. And I assume in those high level groups, is that more driven by you and the leaders or is that also kind of you're letting community post too? Community always posts. Yeah. Got it. How do I know what's performing best right now in groups? Is it queries, questions, videos, or does it just depend? It really depends on your audience. So like for my audience, they love me on video, but they Mm. also love long form story posts. They Mm. love tips, you know, so you really have to mix it up and see what your people are going to respond to the most. And you won't know until you put some things out there with a little bit of consistency to identify what are they doing. And your insights will tell you, it'll tell you what's the most popular post. It'll tell you who's commenting. The insights inside of your group will also tell you who your leaders are, who the people oh. are that are commenting, creating the most. I mean, the insights and the metrics for groups are amazing. And wow. Shalene, just recently, <laughs> within the last, literally within the last week, mm-hmm. the Facebook has rolled out sponsored posts for public groups. That means you can run ads to the people in your public group. And that also means that you now can see insights per post. So there's actual insights per post on your groups. Now that insights is in your group, whether it's public or private, but currently at the time of this podcast recording, Mm -hmm. the ability to run ads is available on public groups. 
does that give me the ability to run a sponsored ad to someone else's group? No, it does not. But there are some partnership elements available. So I definitely encourage you to all to definitely dial in to what's happening with groups because it is getting more powerful than anything right now. All right. So let me quickly review this for people who are lost their pen and you found it because you need to write this down. (laughs) Number one was to figure out your objective. Like what is your intention before you set up a group? Make sure that aligns with your business objectives. The number two tip was to consider exactly how you set up the group initially, like from a management standpoint, cleaning things up, setting some rules and guidelines for the community. Step three was to be smart about the way you use moderators. So this isn't just you, they're always expecting to see, and you can kind of elevate members of your community. That's a win-win for everybody. Step four, tip number four, I should say, was you got to be posting pretty frequently. Like there's a lot going on in your community and you want to remind people that. So it's, you know, a recommendation was several times a day to at least a couple times a week, depending on the level of the group. Is there any other tip that we maybe hadn't considered when setting up Facebook groups? Yeah, I think the last thing I want to leave everyone here with is recognize that you want to curate the culture of your community. Your group should be a vibe. And Mm. you get to decide what that vibe is. So like for us, it's very fun, snarky, it's very (laughs) feminine. You know, we love Beyonce. We love (laughs) dancing in there. We love funny gifts and memes. We love to be inspired. We love taking off the bra talk. So, you know, all of that stuff, like you get to decide, but understand what that culture is. Because like for us, we lead everything with what our company and our brand values are. So like, what does that look like? So you get to create from the beginning or right now, right? Make your audience, your tribe, a part of that shift where they get to see, oh my gosh, all these new things are happening and you can kind of phase this out. So just know that you want to be really conscious about the culture that you're creating for your community. I get what you're saying, but I will just bet that there's some people listening right now that don't really even know what the culture of their brand is and what that Mm. means to create it in their community. So to that person who's just like really unclear, maybe they're a new entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and they really haven't even figured out like what that culture is. They're still working on their brand colors, you know, Mm -hmm. what does that mean for you? Well, I'll go back to your core values. I mean, your brand is all about values. You know, the way that you communicate, how you do it, mm. it's all about values. Everything that we do, voting is about values. Mm. You know, what you put on is about, everything is about values. So if you can identify that. So for example, you can start with your values. Like what are your core values? And for us, it's impact, results, integrity, commitment, and transparency. Mm-hmm. So those are our values. And so you can, every human being can start with things that are important to them. And you can even ask the audience you have right now or the people you're connected to, no matter what your audience size is, you can even ask them, like, what are your values? Like, what are the top three things that are just are non deal breakers for you? That's interesting you would say that because the person who introduced us, I was talking to her recently and you know, she was telling me how she had become a client of yours after working with other coaches. And I said, well, what was it about April that really drew you in? She said, she was the first really successful black female coach that I saw being 1000% herself. 
Like mm. what you get on live video, what you get in her training courses, like what you get, no matter what you knew, this is who she is. And it was so freeing to see mm-hmm. someone who wasn't putting on mm. and she's just like that. Okay. I really can be all of the things that are me. I don't have to like yeah. show up and pretend I'm a certain way. Yeah. I think it's really smart. What you just mentioned is like, ask your clients, like, what is it about yeah. my brand that really attracted you yeah. to me? Because they, you got to show up with more of that. You do. And I think sometimes we take us for granted, right? Like we take our natural way of being for granted and other people are like, oh my gosh, this is why I love you, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. and you want to be able to give people more of that. You're like, oh hell, I didn't know you like, you know, sugar on your grits instead of salt. <laughs> so let me give you more, let me give you more Can I sugar. do both? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's really important. It's like everyone can create that culture. And I think too, the other thing is like, just lead by example, right? Just embody the culture, like just be the thing. So if you're fun, be fun. You know, I hear so many people, Shalene, saying things like, I'm just, I've been holding back my personality and, and I'm just being this corporate professional. Huh. I was like, nobody wants that. No, nobody wants that. Like we're all real people in the social landscape and the way that we market now based on relationships has widened and I believe freed so many people to just be themselves and still make a difference and get paid. Amen. And it's so much more freaking fun. It's so much more fun. It is not fun to pretend. It's not fun. I mean, everybody did that. You know, when we were all suited up and all these (laughs) things and you got to wear this and this is what's considered professional and you can't have your shoulders out. I mean, all that bull crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't have to do that anymore. Now it's your community. And isn't it interesting, Shalene? Like when you go to other people's communities, I'm talking about physically. Like if you go to someone else's neighborhood, okay, how they do things. Like if you go yeah. to a certain part of town, like this is the vibe of this part of town and versus you go to another part of town and they've got a different vibe and mm-hmm. all the vibes are right. Mm-hmm. You just got to find yours. Yeah. Cause you know, when it doesn't feel right, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm, these people are, I don't belong on this planet. Like- <laughs> I'm, I'm not fitting in here. Yeah, exactly. That's huge. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask you a super juicy question about sales that I know people are dying to ask. But before mm-hmm. I do, before we get to that, you are doing, which I love, a two-day boot camp yes. that just focuses on this. First of all, I love that it's freaking two days. I love that it's free. And I love that it's focused around creating seven-figure businesses on Facebook with Facebook groups, right? Yeah. So how can people, is that still open? Yes, people can absolutely connect there. It is facebookgroupsuccess.com forward slash Shalene. Facebookgroupsuccess.com forward slash Shalene. Cool. All right. And that'll be in the show notes to everybody. And they will be able to sign up and be a part of the two-day boot camp. It's going to be a couple of hours of your time each day. But I'm telling you, if you think the tea that I spilled today was something. Mm-hmm. Just wait until we get into the nitty gritty of it all. We had two days worth. I'm down with that. I will put a link in our show notes. So if you guys didn't get that, don't worry. In fact, while you're continuing to listen to us, you can actually just swipe over the show art and below it is where you'll see the description for the show, our show notes, and, and you'll see that link. You can actually sign up for it right now. So you don't forget while we're finishing our little chat here. April, would it make sense for me to have like a member of my team do this with me too. So they are learning these things side by side with me. Listen, absolutely. Because I don't do all of this in our community. I review content. 
And I do do some because I, sure. I enjoy it. Right. Okay. So, but absolutely. If you have a team member yeah. or if you're admin or your social media person, you know, and you haven't been using groups or there's some things you want to improve about your current one, definitely get your team in on this. Okay. So my drum roll please question is how do I, I'm sure this is probably what you're going to explain in some part in the bootcamp that you're doing, but how do I turn that big group that's you know, the free group, how do I convert those people who are super active and I'm spending all this time developing content for them and posting so frequently, how do I convert those people from freebies into paid clients? Absolutely. Well, it's no different than your email list, right? So different than social media, right? You, that goes all the way back to that number one thing. The group goals are aligned with the business objectives. Mm -hmm. So if you're launching a product, then that's what it becomes about. If you've got a free challenge, you've already got people there that are excited about your subject matter. They're already dialed in. You're already their cup of coffee every day to check in and see what's happening in the community. So it's the same path. You're just including the group in another method of communication. So when you send out the email, you may send the same thing inside of the group. You're having a specific event the people in the group may get it, you know, you get to kind of play around with, if you will, like I'll gate my content. I'll tell people on my personal Facebook page or on Instagram, Hey, I'm about to do this teaching, but if you're not in the group, you're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. And that teaching will, could be directly aligned with something that I have that can help transform their business that they would have to purchase. And so it's very much a part of the client journey, the community. It's just another avenue, you know? And a better avenue, if I think about it, like right now I'm concerned, yeah, like, duh, anything that I would be sending to my email list, I can post inside my Facebook group. Whereas I'm not going to post that to my Facebook page. I'm not going to go to my, you know, my fan page and say like, hey, if you want to join such and such new course, X number of dollars, here's the link, because it's going to tank my page. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but I'm not going to worry about that because the people who have raised their hand and said, I want to go deeper with you in this private group, they've already given you permission to invite them. Exactly. And that's all that you're doing. Right. So would it ever be appropriate or have you gone live in a free group to promote or to sell another program? Oh, I do it all the time. Oh, good. This is so freeing. I do it all the time. I mean, it's kind of like an infomercial. I mean, I do it all the time. It's like, yeah, we use this method called teach to sell. Okay. a live stream video. And I totally do it all the time. I, I mean, it's why they're there. They're in your community because they need help of some sort. And it's like, give them an opportunity to do so, whether it's something they can download or if it's a bigger high ticket item. I mean, even our mastermind, you know, which is a high ticket item is sold via the group. We've Build it via the group and, and other programs and even, you know, low price products, you know, it could be $10 or 50 or a hundred bucks, you know, so the range is, is there. What you don't want, Shalene, and I'm so glad you asked that question because that leads me to this is mm-hmm. you don't want just a group where you only communicate with people when there's something that they can buy. Mm, yeah. Cause that's just not community. Like community is, this is our home. Like this is where we check it in every day to see what's happening with not only others, you know, but also with the brand. And so as long as, you know, you treat it like it is literally the front door to the business where you go in and you're talking to people and, you know, it's like, cheers. It's like, Hey, you know, (laughs) then, then it's all good. So when you do have something, people are like, Oh yes, I'm so glad. 
And people can tell, man, they can mm-hmm. tell when it's like, oh, geez, this person only shows up and they're about to sell something. All right. I want to ask you a controversial question with these Facebook groups, right? And you've been on this show, Build Your Tribe, talking about race and how to show up so that community members feel welcomed, not just welcome, mm-hmm. but invited. So I remember when all of the race relation things started happening. And I remember quite a few influencers shutting down those conversations in their private Facebook groups and saying, you know, look at this is a group where we're talking about Pinterest, or this is a group where we're supposed to be talking about fill in the blank. And people were very heated, very emotional, and very focused at that time on what was going on in terms of race relations and still going on. And, you know, there's some serious backlash major backlash to brands who chose to moderate or remove those comments saying like, listen, this isn't the place to talk about those things. What's your take on that? Well, my take on it is just imagine you're sitting in a room. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're in your office in your building. It could be your house. It could be a a building and the building's on fire. (laughs) Okay. The building's on fire, but the room isn't. Mm. You can't ignore the fire. It's not okay, really, you know? And so how do you manage that? Because everything is about, I believe, about getting ahead of things. Like this is, you know, I saw a lot of that, Shalene, and I was like, who is her publicist? Mm. (laughs) Who is her PR person? Who is her communications manager? Because this could have easily been handled by getting ahead of it, not running from it. So Mm. when you can control that conversation and invite it via your own post, right? And you do have moderators. And if Mm -hmm. things get heated or disrespectful, you absolutely have the right to delete a comment, but disagreeing Mm -hmm. doesn't mean disrespectful. And so I think people, when things do arise and they will arise, and if the building is on fire, but your group isn't, it doesn't mean that it, it can't catch a fire. So it's like, let's control this conversation by having the conversation. I saw one group leader He actually invited a few people similar to what you did and to have the conversation, let's have the conversation. And and you can just be satisfied that in your communication plan that you did everything that you could. Everyone may not be satisfied with how you handled it. Right. But as long as you know that if something happens, whether it's race, politics or something else in the media that sets something ablaze, you know, that you were ahead of it and that you at least acknowledged it. You know, yeah. it would be like right now us acting like we're not in a pandemic. We right. can't pretend that. Right. And it affects business. Like that's the other thing I, I felt about. Yeah. You know, if we're t- how can we be talking about social media and business and not talking about all of these things? Yes. And it makes okay. you real. Like you're a real person. And the truth is your tribe is talking about it offline anyway. Right. <laughs> and you can't get it right unless you put it out there. It's wrong. You figure out how to make it better. and. Yeah. Improve- like you, nothing yeah. gets better that is swept under a rug. Absolutely. So, okay, I'm glad take. you said that. That's a great takeaway because I, I think a lot of people made that mistake. Yeah, and and it's it's a little natural to run away from conflict, mm-hmm. but that's not what leaders do. And I think in this space, Shalene, I think people forget that they're leaders. I think they're so busy trying to make money and be entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and influencers that th- that they forget that people are actually following your leadership. So while you may not be a political advocate or you may not be a race relations, diversity, inclusion person, mm-hmm. people are watching you for your leadership in these various areas of things that come up. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm saying we step into the space and it is what it is. 
Well, I love that I can always be very frank with April Franks. And thank you for shooting so straight with us today. And, and yeah. thanks for doing this two-day boot camp. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been super fun. Always a pleasure. And I'll see you around. Love you. Love you back. Thank you.